This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. He did? He just fell on what stage? He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down? Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't, you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp. Now, this is a great song, Fall On Me, R.E.M., and that was President Trump's response when the current President Biden fell off the stage last week. And like the New York Post wrote this weekend, we are literally one more fall away from Kamala. And that, folks, is terrifying. My next guest wrote in a column about Donald Trump a couple of days ago. And maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but Trump actually printed it out, signed it, returned it to my next guest, and asked him to lunch. He is the editor of the National Review, Political NBC, all that great stuff, and a tremendous Monday morning guest, my buddy Rich Lowry. Was I supposed to say all that, Rich? Or? No, that's, I think that's that's fine. Glad to hear you again, hear you on the air. Thank you. It's, uh, oh, my God, body was rough. As a radio guy. <laughs> guys, we can lose our voice all the time. It doesn't matter. Right, right. With me, I can't lose my voice. That doesn't yeah. work. And I was so frustrated all weekend. It literally came Imagine. back like three hours ago. So it's working out well. But, uh, yeah, you did send me that thing from Donald Trump. Now, I know for you, you know, you've kind of gone back and forth with Trump. There was a time. When Bernie said to me, you know, Rich Lowry, he's one of those uh, non-Trump guys. What, what do they call those guys? Never Trump. Never Trumpers. I go, I don't know about that. But as it turns out now, <laughs> Donald Trump loves you. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't stop. I mean, he's always working it. This is one of his, his great qualities as a businessman and media figure and politician. He's, he's working the refs. All the time, and he, and he never stops. And this is a column that wasn't, you know, wasn't incredibly favorable to him. It just just said he, he ends up on top no matter what happens, right? He gets indicted, he ends up on top. You know, he yep. doesn't get indicted, he ends up on top. Um, so he liked the headline, and he this is what he's done for his entire adult life, right? He writes these sharpie notes uh, and sends them to people and reaches out. So I haven't talked to him about. I don't know, two years or so, but maybe there's going to be a little bit of a thaw here. Well, I think in the column you talked about him being dominant in the primary because he wrote to you as part of the signature. He wrote, and by the way, I'm going to win the general election. He wrote GE also. So you may have in that column actually doubted whether he can win the big one. Yeah, I forget what I said about that, but um, I, I, you know, I think he's a risky choice, as we've discussed, but I think anyone who thinks he can't win is insane. And we saw 
a reason, one of the reasons why last week, I mean, this Biden fall, Democrats are taking an enormous risk with their political prospects, with Joe Biden's health, and with, with the state of the country running this guy for president. He could have a terrible fall, you know, and that was, it was a hard fall. Uh, and, you know, we could all trip and fall, but he looks like a guy's going to tip over at any moment. And it could happen, you know, going down 10 steps in Air Force One, God forbid, could happen on concrete. I mean, it's it's just it feels inevitable. And it could happen in October 2024, you know, when he's running against Donald Trump and he ends up in the hospital in a rehab facility. How's that going to play? So I, I think Democrats should really be reevaluating the idea that Biden's their strongest uh, choice. Who else do they have? I was at a party yesterday, and they said, Sid, who else? And I said, well, I guess their next best choice is Gavin Newsom. And they said, yes, but he destroyed the state of California. I said, so what? Every every blue city, every blue state, even the federal government run by a Democrat, they destroy everything anyway. So what does that mean? Uh, and I still maintain he's their next best option when it's all said and done. And we get to November of 2024. Who's the guy on the ticket? Joe Biden, Gavin Newsom, or somebody else? Mm, That's a great question. I'm like 50-50 on Biden now. Um, But if it's not him, I have no idea. I mean, Newsom obviously wants it. You know, big state, ambitious guy, charismatic. Um, You know, a lot depends is Biden incapacitated such that he can no longer perform his duties as president and Kamala Harris as president? Well, then she's the nominee. But if Biden just says, you know what, I just can't run again, then there's a primary. And it's hard to see Kamala Harris winning because even Democrats realize she's a disaster. The best choice, I believe, is just some generic Democrat we're not thinking of, some milquetoast uh, senator who's relatively moderate-ish, moderate-ish for Democrats. Yeah. Um, th- that, that's, th- they should go boring. What about Mayor Eric Adams? You know, I, I wrote a column saying he's the he's the uh, the type you'd want rather than Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg because he's been different on some issues, most importantly crime. But I don't think you can point to New York as a great success story. No. And I think he's a he's kind of uh, flaky and easily distracted, and I, I don't see it. Are you giving any possibility, my friend Kevin Breslin just checked in, to Robert Kennedy? Not really, right? No. Um, you know, it's it's notable as 20 percent of the, the vote in the primary when no, no one's <laughs> probably right. no one quite knows who he is. And right. They just like the name, yeah. but they should have debates. You know, if the front row is at 60 and the, the second place guys at 20, that's the Republican race, too. Right. right. So are right. they going to call up the Republican debates? But yet these Republicans are jumping in by the second. I mean, you see that it's basically the Donnie and Ronnie show. And at this point, it's just Trump. That's it. And yet, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, they're all in uh, Iowa last week. Now, tomorrow, you're going to get Chris Christie, probably from New Hampshire. Wednesday, Mike Pence from Iowa. Are these Asa Hutchinson, which is a complete joke. So I know they get money. I know they end up on speaking tours. I know they get some real good exposure, and they get the press, and all that is fun. But these people have no chance to be even competitive. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what happens is you you have a 0.1% chance of becoming president of the United States, and that's infinitely higher than anyone else, right, in the country. So, like, okay, you know, I'll try it. And it's what you've done, you know, your whole life if you're a politician usually. 
And, um, you know, it's a grind, absolutely, and it can be embarrassing to you, but then you never know. Lightning might strike, so everyone has that that mindset. And lightning occasionally does strike. It just doesn't strike very often, as obviously can't and won't strike all these guys. Right. I mean, we go back to Barack Obama. Who knew, who thought? I keep hearing that as an excuse for, I don't know, Pence or Christie to be competitive. Okay, so I'll ask you the same question. If not Trump, if not DeSantis, then who? Tim Scott, I guess. Oh, stop. Um, Get no. out of here. No, I think he's, he's, he's likable. He's going to raise money. He's on The View this morning with Joy Behar. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to teach him what it's like to be black in America. I swear to God. You can't make it up. I'm not even kidding. I'm being yeah, serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I don't know. I, I say that, say that with, with not a lot of certainty because I'm not sure who, what the answer is. But that, that'd be my guess. Do you think that Joe Biden even makes it? I know it's a it's a horrible question and it's kind of a silly prediction. But considering we're still like 17 months out and he's had a couple of really hard falls. I mean, this one last week that was scary. I'm sorry. You think he makes it to um, the starting line or the, the finish line? To the finish um, line of his first four years. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think there's some significant chance that he doesn't. Um, and, and the idea that he's supposed to be president of the United States until January 2029? I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's laughable. Terrible. What do you think about uh, our mutual friend? And he is. He's friends with both of us. We both like him. He's got some flaws. <laughs> he's got some shortcomings. We both like him. Chuck Todd telling the world yesterday he's stepping down. Yeah, I know it, it irritates some friends of my uh, right, but I think he did a good job. I mean, the, the problem with with Chuck is is he he's, he exists in this um, uh, tank of conventional wisdom, right? But that that's kind of part of what what you do when, when you're in that job. It's a it's a, a occupational hazard for everyone. But he's very smart. He's very passionate about politics. He's really curious. He was trying uh, to be fair-minded. And again, I know conservatives reject that. He took a lot of crap. It's easy for us to forget a lot of crap from the left yeah. uh, because he was trying to be fair-minded. So I, I think he I think he could, did a good job and can hold his, his head high. And, and I, I always enjoyed being on the show. It's still the one, if I, if I got to choose and I can do nothing else, it's the one I listen to just, just to get an idea of what's, what's going on. Listen, I, I'll always love the guy because personally he did things for me that very few people have. But you know, he, he lost it. I'm sorry. I mean, when he's sitting there with Vivek Ramaswamy trying to oh, yeah, explain yeah. to Vivek that he's a third gender, I mean, I know yeah. you want to make your bosses happy, but he is a smart guy, and he knows better than that. And I'll tell you something else, which no one's talked about. He and I had a conversation about two years ago, okay? And we talked about the day when, like yesterday, when that day was going to come. He knew it was coming eventually. And we talked about possible replacements. So if you go back, Rich, and you can quote me in your next column, but quote me. <laughs> Tim Russert, long-time white male. David Gregory, long-time white male. Chuck Todd, the last 10 years, white male. If you don't think the fact that Kristen Welker is a female and black, got NBC all excited about this, you're being naive. Yeah, it was clear she, she was the replacement for a very long time. And I think it's going to be hard to be a white male going forward and be hosting one of these these high-profile... It's not going to happen. I mean, Stephanopoulos yeah. is still at ABC, but you've got a female, Margaret Brennan, based the nation. She's white, but a female. Now you got Kristen Welker. I mean, it is clear Gail King has more power today than Joe Biden. It mm-hmm. is clear what's going on in this country. Yeah, clear. Jake, Jake Tapper, I guess, will be grandfathered in like Stephanopoulos. Right. But right. Uh, the, the new choices are, are not going to be white males. 
Wow. Isn't that crazy? Uh, it is, and it's a it's a symptom of where we are. It should, should just be merit, right? Right. Uh, Chris Welker, she is a good journalist. I, I will not take that she's from fine. her. She's but, like the uh, rest of them. She's fine. She's a liar, and, and she's cute. I mean, she, she's fine, but she, she lies like the rest of them. What about fine journalists? <laughs> now the question is, all these females getting all these jobs, when is there really going to be a female president? Well, who's the uh, closest? Who's the closest? Clinton came close, obviously. Hillary Clinton. Who's the closest female to president right now? Well, you got to say Kamala Harris, right? Oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. 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 You got to say, you know, yeah, but, she is she yeah. is one fall away. Yeah, um, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nikki yeah. Haley is not is not going to happen. No. Um, no Tulsi Gabbard, that's happening. over. Um, yeah. Nancy Mace, she's coming on at eight forty. <laughs> okay, so let's say say Nancy. <laughs> what is um? What's your next column going to be about? Uh, it might be about this dispute that DeSantis and Trump have had about the word woke. Uh, where Trump Trump uses it himself, but also said, you know, this is a worthless use word. People use it too much, and I think it's I think it's a good word. You kind of it, it's a little hard to dictionary define it, but everyone knows what you're talking about, and and almost always it's it's appropriate to whatever it's it's being uh, is being labeled as woke. What is the actual difference between Trump and DeSantis on the on the word? What do they say? Well, well Trump, Trump Trump has said. I, I hear it all the time, and people don't even know what it is. Right. And that's what the, the left says. And this is where I think, you know, Trump Trump's a kitchen sink guy, right? He, he doesn't just focus on, on one attack. He'll do everything. And this, since DeSantis says it all the time, Trump's like, well, it's a, it's a bad idea to say it all the time. Uh, so uh, I, yeah. I think it's a good word, even if, if DeSantis does, I think, overuse it. Yeah, I agree. Well, listen, another great appearance. Love you on a Monday morning. I, I do love that piece that Donald Trump sent to you, signed. I think it's pretty cool. And uh, we'll do it again next week, Rich Lowry. You're the man. Thanks, Ed. All right, buddy. There he is, editor of the National Review, NBC Politico. And just a couple days ago, got his own column returned to him by President Trump. Signed. Pretty good stuff.